Hi, this is Rezaline Sabah, also known as Gigi. You're listening to Walk With Me Podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the new series of Walk With Me Podcast of 2021. It is available on all major podcast platforms and JRQ TV. My guest today is Commissioner Rosie Polson. Commissioner Rosie Polson is a published author, speaker, and Medicare broker. Welcome to the show, Rosie. Hello, everybody. Buenas tardes. ¿Cómo están? How are you? I love it. It's an honor to have you here today, Rosie. You're a really good friend of mine. I know we've worked out in the past together with our good friend, Paula Digger. So oh, yeah. <laughs> it's an honor to have you here again today. Now, why don't you start off by telling us about you and where you are from? Well, le so my name is Rosie Paulson, and I'm sorry, I just dropped something and it's making all this noise, and I was sharing it in my page. But my name is Rosie Paulson, and I'm the owner of SNR Services and Rosie Paulson Enterprises. I am a commissioner, a public speaker, a Medicare insurance broker, and in 2020, I became a published author of the book, Nieke, The Spirit of a Resilient Mindset. My brand promise is knowledge, connection, success. And I've been an entrepreneur for over 12 years. I love it. Now you are a native of Ecuador who came to the United States as a teenager. Tell us more about your experience through this transition. Well, again, uh, one of the things that I share in my book is the story of when I was 10 years old. So technically in my country now, this is 32 years ago, maybe more than that, 35 maybe, because I was a girl, I was put in this box of the things that the girls do not do. So I came from a background that I used to play basketball. However, um, I switched into playing soccer, but soccer was a boy's sport. Girls did not play soccer back then. But I remember I was good at it, and I was a good goalkeeper, which, again, that's a very coveted position, and you mm -hmm. only do it for boys. And now I have to be a goalkeeper. Um, and they were saying that they would not play with me because I was a girl. And, you know, and, again, don't tell Rosie you're not going to do something because, again, I'm going to find a way to do it. And then one day I came running to the place where all my friends were playing, and they were all playing with this girl. The only difference is that she was blonde and white and had green eyes. So I asked my brother, my friends, why are you guys playing with her? She's a girl. And he goes, oh, no, she's an American. Ah, she's an American. Well, I'm going to figure out what, how do I become an American so we can play? So I befriended her and she mentioned to me that she, her parents and her were missionaries from the United States and that they came to Ecuador to share the gospel with our community. So I came running to my house and I told my mom, I know exactly what to do now and how I'm going to be able to play soccer. I need to move to this country named the United States and I have to become an American and I have to meet this guy named Jesus and that's how I'm gonna play soccer. <laughs> so back then I put in my mind that I was coming to America and the first time I arrived here was at 12 years old and I share that in my book. It was just an invigorating experience and finally, in 1988, I was 17 years old and I moved to the United States. Absolutely inspiring. Thank you for sharing that. Now, tell us more about what the phrase, where's Rosie? What does that truly mean? <laughs> 
Well, you know, in 2009, I actually left my corporate world job where I was doing actually really good. I, I was doing Medicare sales for Humana, um, and I had been in the business for about four years. Um, and I decided to venture on my own and become a broker. Um, and it was in that time where people uh, were starting to become like social media was the way of people putting the business out there in the environment. And I was one of those people that believed that social media was not going to bring you sales or bring you knowledge into your business. So why wasting your time? I'm one of those people that I will find out why this works or not. And I took a course in online uh, uh, social media manager. It was the best $500 I ever spent in my life. And I went through all the certification and I became a social media manager for my business. And I said, now how I'm going to keep track of if this works or not. So somebody called me that morning and says, where is Rosie gonna be today? And I figure, huh, so what if I start using this flag, this tag, where's Rosie, where's Rosie? And it became so knowledge, so known that in two months of using that consistency, consistently on my social media platform, people were running to me and says, I found Rosie, I found Rosie. So now I actually own the hashtag, I found Rosie in Instagram, Twitter, and all that stuff. But the Where is Rosie is a movement of featuring local community leaders and events that is happening in our community and how um, they help others. And I feature them because I do believe, well, this, and again, this was prior to COVID. So we will, that was the local events happening here. I love it. Now tell us more about the four components that you use, purpose, persistence, perseverance, and pivot. Yes. So that is the four components of Nieke. So again, I think the biggest problem that business owners have right now is that they chase too many rabbits. They're very distracted. And at the end, they think they're helping, but they end up frustrated and broke because they're chasing so many things. They don't know how to say no. And that starts with your identity, with your purpose. So we find clarity of exactly who you are and what you were created to be. So spiritually, clarity gives you power. Then we find and develop your nieke because we all have it. Nieke is that inner grit, that not letting go, that spirit that is a discipline that you keep going and going and going even when you are alone because some others just give up in the middle of it. So that's where the nieke comes in because you keep going. Then you persevere. And how about you becoming an influencer for that pain tribe that is looking for you? So now they find you, they know you, they like you, they trust you, and then they do business with you because they desire to do that, right? And the pivoting part is now that you're, you're a change maker, now how you give back to the community. So you pivot into different things that helps you, again, to change your environment. And you will achieve a thriving, successful, and profitable business. 
Very powerful. Now tell us more about your company, Rosie Paulson Enterprises and SNR Services. And you mentioned pivot before. So tell us how you had to pivot during COVID. Well, actually, so SNR is where I thrive. That's my bread and butter. That's how I feed my family, which is an unbiased solution to your Medicare options, right? I've been doing that for over 12 years. So 12 years as a broker and then four as a Medicare uh, insurance person for Humana. So it's a total of 16 years. So I bring a lot of experience to the table in this Medicare arena, which is very confusing. And as you age, as you age, things also become very convoluted. So you just need somebody in your corner that is there for you. So that is what I bring to the table. I am a licensed insurance agent with the state of Florida. And I have a, a all kinds of companies that I represent. So I come to the table when people have so, they have Medicare and they're so confused, they don't know where to turn. They come to me. So I find who they are, what they need, and what they want to achieve with their Medicare options. And then I make recommendations of what plans they suit their needs. And sometimes they have questions about doctors because they don't, they're new into the area or their doctor retire. So I bring that doctors also recommendations to the table. And then I'm in their corner for the rest of their Medicare life. And that is what I help them do and decide. And this doesn't cost them anything because the insurance company pays me. See, that's the beauty of it. You sit with me, I give you an unbiased solution to your Medicare needs, but you don't pay for it. Yay! <laughs> so now I teach people that I became this knowledgeable and professional in my community and I help them. But you can do the same if you invest in the most important human capital asset of your company. And guess who that person is? You, exactly, you, right? And now you inspire others. And that's where Rosie Paulson Enterprises came from. And it's because from Rosie Paulson, you will, you, will you will trust me with your Medicare needs. I love it. Now tell us more about your experience as the commissioner. Oh, well, that is so, one of the things that I teach on the pivoting part is to become an influencer in your community. Because now that you are in the success of your career, right? How do you stay there? You give back to others, right? So as a commissioner on the Commission on the Status of Women, I actually became involved, I was thinking about it in 2013. Somebody mentioned that there is a day in the Capitol where women come together. And if you ever think about running from office, the commission will help you to train you and develop you and things like that. So my girlfriend, Julia, and my double trouble, Mini Diaz, we all drove to Tallahassee that day and we spent a whole day getting to know the commissioners. And I say, man, I would like to do that. When I walked in, Kelly Skiba, who is the executive commissioner, she looked at me and she goes, are you one of our newest commissioner? And I'm like, 
No, but I will take that as a sign that eventually I will become a commissioner. So I attended two other meetings, um, two other yearly meetings as a regular attender. And then I figured, hmm, let me see how I can get appointed. And I went through the process of getting appointed. And it took me about a year and a half. But in 2000, and okay, so we are in 2002. So I think it was in 2019 that the uh, the Senate president, Bill Galvano, made it official and he appointed me to the commissioner. I love it. Very inspiring. Now, tell us more about your book. Yes. Well, my book talks about the four components of Nieke. So, again, this is not an autobiography, but it does have some of my life experiences that help me shape this um, which is the spirit of a resilient mindset. And because of COVID, I had to pivot into going this and doing this virtually. So you are uh, one, you have some exclusivity in two things. The first one is that actually before we moved to Nieke, I got to tell you, I just got off the phone with uh, the commission and I am the newest secretary. <laughs> so I'm the secretary of 2021 for the Florida Commission on the Studies of Women. So I will take some Spanglish lesson there and teach them a little bit. But also, um, well, I just lost my train, train of thought. On the pivoting part is my newest I have developed because a lot of people says, Rosie, how? I want you to teach me. So I have developed Nyeke Academy. <laughs> so the Nyeke Academy is a 32-week a course, a course that I will take my followers from the beginning on the four components of Nyeke. So it will be a whole, uh, the 32 weeks will be spread out on the year, but you will graduate at the end of 10, 2021 with the best Nyeke that you can develop for yourself and inspiring others to find you. And then in, you know, once you go through the academy, then you'll be able to use that for a profitable, thriving and successful business. Wonderful. And where can individuals sign up for your programs? Uh, we're working on it, but it's on the website, www.rosiepolson.com, www.rosiepolson.com. And this is, I'm going to have an introductory rate for my founders. It's going to be a founding member rate. So you will get a, um, a um, um, code that you can implement into the membership and you will start with that uh, code and you will be grandfathered in. So technically it's about $67 a month, but you'll get a $20 off. So before $47, you will be able to be grandfathered into this membership uh, information, this, uh, this Nyeke Academy, and you'll get to get more stuff. Uh, but it's going to be my uh, information to you. And I'm not holding anything back because if you're successful, I did my job. Amen. Now, Rosie, tell us more about what does leadership truly mean to you? Well, and leadership is in, the, you know, for everybody's different, right? Because there is those introverts that says, oh, my God, look, Rosie's out there. She's in the light. I will never do that. Oh, my God, if somebody lets me to be a public speaker, I will be, you know, I can't do that. But there is things that 
introverts can be leaders on, right? And I need those people to help me have a successful uh, a, a successful event, for example, right? So leadership is really about the passion that is ignited in you. Is that Nyeke? Because the, you are creative to do something that only you can do. You know, there's, there's not many of you. If you really think about it, how special we are as individuals, right? Because each of us brings something to the table that nobody else can bring to the table. And it's just about finding that and then use your leadership style because we are leaders to make that the best life that you can be. And it's about inspiring others to do the same because, you know, usually I'm an advert, right? But guess who's my followers? They're the introverts. Okay, and there's some of them that I rub the wrong way and they just don't like me no matter what I do. There is that I don't like Rosie Club and it's okay because that is not my tribe. That is not my paying customer. That is somebody else's paying customer and it's okay because they need to be with that individual. Very powerful. Now, what inspired you to become a speaker? You know, because... First of all, I like talking. If there's, a to- if there's a topic I can talk about, I can talk for hours. So, you know, I've always, I was a people pleaser, okay? So I suffer a lot on trying to keep everybody happy and realize it ain't happening. And that the only person that I need to keep happy is him, right? Because if I serve him, he's the one that I have to keep happy. So after chasing so many things, I realized, hmm, if I can talk on these topics that they're important to me, my passion will come out in this speaking engagements. And, you know, then you and I met at the speaker, not met, but reconnected at the speaker talks. So this is my year for speaker talks um, because I do want to develop. See, people chase you want to be good at the things that you're not good at. Like, for example, I always share this. I love numbers. However, I don't like to put them in paper. So that QuickBooks is my biggest nightmare because I'm not really good at that. I don't understand it too well. I I understand the basic, but not the intricate parts of it. So guess what? I hired my, um, my CPA to do that because you know the same work that it will take her two hours to do it will take me six and seven hours at that same time i actually can sell seven policies and she cost me less money than the seven policies that i was able to sell in the same amount of time so that's when i realized you know i need to become better on what i am good at and be the best that I can be and then delegate the other stuff. So becoming a public speaker just was like, hmm, I can do this. <laughs> I'm a natural at it. Very powerful. Now you mentioned him. How important is your relationship with God to you? Well, I can tell you, actually COVID was my wrestling with God like Jacob did when he got his hip broken, right? But Jacob got God's, God got God's respect from that wrestling, right? So 
Jacob wore God's respect on his limping because he wrestled God and he did not let God go until he got God's blessing, right? And to me, I think I was very distracted with all this accomplishment that I was doing. And when COVID happened, God says, I yeah, you can achieve all those things, but you're not achieving the best relationship with me. So now I'm going to take all these distractions away from you. I'm going to put you in your house. And who are you going to look up to? And that's when I realized, oh, my gosh, all these 17 years of being Christian and calling myself a Christian. God says, hmm, yes, you were a Christian of the God that you wanted me to be. Are you ready to let me be the God that I am? And I said, Go, Lord, give it to me. Anything you want, Lord, anything you want. And to me, COVID was the best. Other than before my marriage, there was a team in my there was a time in my life where I was so in touch with the Lord. I mean, it was it was so amazing. And it was before God uh, brought Scott into my life. It was very similar to that, but in steroids. So those four months of COVID for me was Oh my God, I can feel God here. I can smell God. Uh, it was Scott and I were in such an intimacy with the Lord that we were in our bedroom praying all the time. But when you walked into our bedroom, you can feel the sakina of the Lord right there, but you also feel his smell. And I don't have that anymore. And I'm like thinking, okay, Scott, come on. We need to get back. But now I know that's what I want. I want to feel his presence because if I'm in, and this is where I think the, the word that I have for 2021 is when he says, abide in me. See, when I abide in him, I become the best that I can be and I can have grace for others, you know, and, and that's what my quarantine was, quarantine was, and now that's what I want to be and go back every single day because I wanted this, I want to desire to spend time with him. See, he doesn't need our time. He doesn't need our worship. He doesn't need us, but he wants our desire for us to do that. So, yeah, that's where I am in my relationship with him every day. Amen. And now how important is prayer and really digging into God's word? Well, I tell you, it has been like, oh, that was a checklist that I have to do. And I was always failing at that checklist <laughs> because everything else was more important. But I, that you know, through my quarantine, I also was going through regeneration region, which is a 12 step program for my church, which is very powerful because it's kind of like a, a 12 step recovery. But it's really not recovery because he talks about sin and, and you know, and, and how you allow that to just be part of your life. And sometimes you don't even realize it. Right. But you go through the 12 step programs in that. And I grew so much on that intimacy where I realized that the reason why you spend time with the Lord in prayer and in the word is not because you have to check boxing. But if not, because you desire to do it, because the person that you become by abiding in the Lord on his word and then praying about it 
that is that desire that desire gives you into a different level spiritually where you say oh my god it's like you know you need water right when you when you're thirsty you you need water but you're looking for water right and you you find that's how the relationship with the lord is but and it's kind of like it's hunger right when you're hungry you're looking for the apple or the bread or whatever you that's how you want that's how the Lord desires you to be, because you need that to grow stronger in your relationship. And what happens is you will have the reflection of him because now you you um, pro project that or transmit that to the people in your life. Amen. Very powerful. Now tell us more about the major challenge that you had to overcome in your life, Rosie. Well, there's a few, there were, there's a few, but I think the biggest one has always been that I believe I was in control. I always, because of my upbringing, my childhood, where I think my parents were very, my parents were very lover, loving, but very critical. And I don't want to call it neglect, but they were always chasing things that they were more important than us, right? So I became the same like my parents did. Um, but I think because of that, I became a control person. I tried to, to always have some way of managing myself. And I wasn't a good manager neither. So I, I'm not a good controller neither. So I was always, I have always been mediocre. But at 33, I think I was, uh, when I, 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 I met the Lord, um, I realized I was not a good manager, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I needed to keep my job because being the manager of the world was not going to make it for me. But it gave me the freedom to realize that that's why he's in control. And I needed to stand a step back. And I, I have come a long way. I'm not saying that I'm not um, perfect and I don't struggle every single day. I do. But I'm to the point right now at 50 years old that is like, eh, you know. I, there's only one person I have to uh, please, and it's him. And control is not one of the things that that he, um, not that he approves or disapproves. He knows he's in control, but he wants to, you to know and get to that point and knowing that, yeah, you don't need to be in control. I got it. <laughs> God is in control. Very powerful, Rosie. Now, what is your why that keeps you going? I think about this a lot. But it's my family. So um, picture my parents are going to, my parents just turned 50 years old together. There is a love-hate relationship, you know, but they come a long way and I love them for it because they still, I think when my dad walks into the room, my mom's heart has keeps a beat and same thing with my dad, you know, and this is beautiful to see that although they fight, but they love each other. And then my brother and my sister, you know, the, there was all, all five of us when we grew up. Um, and my my what keeps me grounded always is to make sure that I make them proud. I don't ever want my parents, my kids, my my uh, brother, my sister to be to walk into a place and somebody says, oh, look, there, there's the brother of the thief or whatever. Right. And then for my husband, you know, they say that you are the crown, that wife is the crown, the crown jewel of your husband's crown. Right. Like the jewel of your husband's crown. Um, 
And I always wanted to make sure that I remember that because if you see, and you know, Scott, you, you met my husband. He's very, uh, he's, uh, he's an introvert. You hardly see him that he's there. So his leadership style is a very gentle one. But here's my storm, my Hispanic rosy storm, and he's never been afraid of it. And he has actually made me a better person. So I want to be able, those two, those, that's my wife, my family. Absolutely amazing. Now, was there a time in your life journey where you experienced an aha moment? <laughs> Recently, actually. I don't know, after yesterday's situations. I don't know. But um, so I've always been, like you and I uh, met in the political arena. You know, I've always been a conservative once that I once I. I, I understood what being a conservative was. Um, so the aha moment, one of the latest aha moments is I, I went through a leadership institute for, you know, if you ever run for office, but it's leadership institute. And, you know, I'm a great salesperson. So, you know, if, I, if I'm passionate about something, if I'm passionate about selling ice to the Eskimos, I will sell ice to the Eskimos and build an empire on that. So, one of the things they say is that politics is sales on steroids. So I'm thinking, hmm, so politics is sales on steroids. So if I want to graduate with honors in the sales world, I have to run for an office. So that has been the recently aha moment is, is realizing, you know, that now, after yesterday, I yesterday situation, and I, this is airing today, so I'm not sure where our world, our country is gonna go from here. Um, but ask me perhaps in two, three years about about running for office. But yeah, that was my latest aha moment. Amen. And faith truly matters. Very important. Now, tell us more about what gives you happiness in your life. You know. I think the biggest thing is hmm, my smile makes others feel comfortable and they love my and so my, my my smile is my signature, right? But I think when I smile to people, their their boundaries break down. And that allows me to help them. And helping others just it's, it's something about helping others that it just keeps me going. Now, the one thing I had to learn to sh shift is, um, and this comes from a serving heart. My parents always serve people. And my dad, can, he can take the shirt off his back and give it to you. But he's always expecting for you to do something for them in return. But you know, when you give something to somebody that, that they cannot pay back to you, that feeling is so, you cannot compare it with anything else. So to me, that's the feeling. When I help others and I want, and I see them success and I see their aha moments and I see that, that they can feed their family because of it, that brings me happiness. Amen. Now, what is your best advice to the audience for walking with purpose and living a life of happiness? Just to have grace on yourself, especially if they're overachievers like me. Sometimes, and I tell people, and then this is one of the one of the exercises on the book. I said to them, stop everything 
look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself that you love yourself. I love you. I am proud of you. I am grateful for you. Because people talk to that person in the mirror so horrible sometimes. You will never even talk to your dog the way you talk to that person in the mirror. And guess who has been the consistent person in that mirror? You. So have grace. And you know, every single day, start with a positive affirmation. And right before you go to bed, find three things that you are grateful for. And one positive thing that you going to that, that you remember, because the last thought you have at night is how you're going to wake up in the morning. So always be grateful and then the, the find what are you good at and make those like, for example, I am friendly. I am successful. I write those things and I tell those positive things of myself and that power that that saying it over and over your brain gets it and that's how you become successful too amen repetition truly matters and also having grace on yourself matters very powerful now rosie thank you so much for being a guest on walk with me podcast now where can the audience find you all my social media platforms are on the rosie paulson and uh, uh rosie paulson um and my website www.rosiepaulson.com rosie Paulson.com. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure to check out Commissioner Rosie at rosiepaulson.com. That's R-O-S-I-E-P-A-U-L-S-E-N.com. And Rosie, again, thank you so much for being a guest on Walk With Me podcast. I appreciate you. Thank you, Gigi. Love you, girl. Bye. Bye.